Hello and welcome back to the Wolfo FC podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Brezzi. Happy first episode of 2021. We're going to go through everything that's happened since December and analyze the way Barcelona's doing and look at the other top leagues in Europe. Because we're in January. Just kidding. We're in February. We're getting to the most important part of the league seasons. So let's get right into it. Welcome back to the Woeful FC Podcast, episode 29. It's been over a year since we started this podcast. Can't believe it's still going. It's been a few big gaps in between some episodes, but it's a complicated time. Everybody's going through it. So what's been happening since our last episode? We gotta go back to December. The Champions League round of 16, Barcelona played against PSV. The Dutch side, at home, Barcelona controlled the game with their one touch passing and basically one four one at home psv being one of the very few teams actually capable of scoring against uh barcelona but like martens and graham hansen were just too much to handle and were able to help the team get the win also it was exciting because some of the youth players like Jenna Fernandez, Bruno Villamala, and Catacol debuted in the Champions League for the very first time. And that's always very exciting to see. We love seeing the youth players get a chance. So then Barcelona returned to the league on December 19th versus Sevilla, winning big at home 6-0. No surprise this season. Goals from Alexia, a penalty from Jenny, Graham Hansen, Oshawala, and two from Aitana Bonmati. It was just an easy game. Another day in the office for Barcelona. Sevilla did get a red card in the 57th moment, minute, but Barcelona by that point was already winning 3-0. So, it was just another nail in the coffin. And it was Barcelona's 102nd goal at the Johan Cruyff. This is only their second season playing in that stadium. After only 21 games, they have 21 wins and about 4.8 goals average per game. And that was in December. So imagine now. And on December 22nd, they played against Deportivo away from home and once again, it was one of the few games where Barcelona conceded. They still won 6-1. Feels like every game they win by at least four more goals. Um, two goals from Jenny, two goals from Oshawala, another goal from Maitana Bomati, and Marta Terejón finished the goal. Merino scored the lone goal for Deportivo in the 64th minute. Barcelona definitely does not like to concede, but when you're scoring six goals and you're conceding as little as they are, we'll allow it. We would always prefer a clean sheet, but we'll allow it. And Jenny, with her second goal in that game, she converted in the all-time top score for Barcelona with 109 goals. And by now, she has even more. So, living legend. Barcelona, that's where they ended the, the year, beating Deportivo. It was Lique Martin's 100th game for Barcelona. 
And then what happened in January, it was very exciting. It was Barcelona's game against Deportivo, against Espanol, sorry, the Barcelona Derby, which was played in the Camp Nou, which was historic, super exciting. It was the first time they've played a, an official match there in, I believe, 50 years. Well, the first time they've played an official match. But super exciting, something incredible, something that nobody was able to see in person because obviously nobody's allowed to go to the games. They couldn't have picked any other time to do it. Whatever. It's been, I would have loved to have been there. I think anybody would have loved, would have loved to have been there, but it is what it is. Um, also against Espanol, who's not the best team right now. It would have been exciting to see somebody for a more competitive game, but yeah, the timing was perfect. The men's team was playing an away game. They're, both teams are from Barcelona. It, the logistics worked out, and it was still very exciting to see. It was also Marta Torrejón's 200th game in the league with Barcelona. Legend. And, of course, Barcelona ended up winning 5-0. Alexia scoring the first goal in the 45th moment, 45th minute. And, of course, I mean, it had to be Alexia. She scored the first goal. For Barcelona at the Johan Cruyff. She scored Barcelona's first Champions League goal at the Johan Cruyff. And she scored Barcelona's first official goal at the Camp Nou. I mean, she's a cool the bone. So it had to be her. Marta Torrejón scored four minutes after that. At the beginning of the first, of the second half. Melanie Serrano scored. Which was super exciting to see. Alexia Torrejón and Melanie all scoring. They're all club legends. I mean, Melanie's played 17 seasons with the first team. She's played, oh, I mean, 400, almost 400, almost 500 goal uh, games, honestly. She's played about, right now, I don't know how the exact number is, but over 500, over 460 games with the first team. I mean, being there in person would have been crazy. So we had Alexia's goal, Marta Zorajón's goal, Melanie Serrano's goal, and then Lique Martins, who was Barcelona's like first really big name signing, international signing, scored her goal at the Camp Nou, and Ana Maria Sinekovic were in the Camp Nou. She had to get her goal, and she got the goal in the 84th minute. 5-0 versus Espanol. I think it was predicted that it was going to be a big win, but winning in the champ in the come now it's just even more special hopefully there'll be more games uh, in the future in the future <laughs> probably next year where we can see it in person at least with a few people it's a big stadium come on you can spread people out it's fine and on january 13th we had the spanish super cup it was the semifinals against rivals Atletico Madrid which went to extra time as they had tied 1-1 Alexia tied with the goal in the 90th minute which would convert her into the second all-time top scorer in the history of Barcelona's of Barcelona Femini with 124 goals she has even more now but her and Jenny are back or fighting it out see who will be the all-time top scorer by the end of their careers we'll see what happens but it's just incredible to see that. Unfortunately, in this game, it did go two penalties and Barcelona did lose. Honestly, it was really rough. 
<laughs> Barcelona did not do very well in their penalties. They missed quite a few. Uh, I think Madrid is the first team to beat Barcelona this season. I mean, yeah, it was Spanish Super Cup. You want to win every single game. It was unfortunate to see them not do very well in the penalties. Maybe they haven't practiced them very much. It's something that you always should practice because even though they're winning every single game by huge margins in elimination matches like that, you should always have penalties prepared. And I mean, it is a Super Cup. We won it last year, so it wasn't like that big deal. <laughs> Focusing more on the Champions League. But um, it was a bummer to see them lose like that. Just like you would have hoped it would have been closer on penalties. But it is what it is. A loss always motivates the team to come back and win. And if you're going to lose to a team, at least it's a rival like Atletico Madrid. And Madrid's goalkeeper, Lindhall, who was like almost 40, is an incredible goalkeeper. She's been doing fantastic for Atletico Madrid. And she was just a wall that Barcelona could not get past. And then in the Super Cup final, which was on January 16th, Atletico Madrid beat Logroño 3-0. But anyway, Barcelona got some well-needed rest and they came back to the league, played against Rayo Vallecano at home. And uh, like most of their games this season, they won with a big, big margin, 7-0. Jenny Hermoso got the first goal in four minutes. Alexia got two goals, Oshuala got two goals, Mapi Leon even came in and got a goal, and then Aitano Amati had to just sneak in there and got one in the 91st minute. It was also Gemma Fon's debut in the Primera Iberdrola. Um, Sandra Pagnas had some sort of injury, but it was the first time that Font played with the first team since the Catalan Cup in 2019. So that was very exciting. And then Throughout this whole time, there's been just, obviously with COVID, complications of COVID cases, and so Barcelona has dealt with a lot of games that have been postponed. They had a game against Levante postponed, Eibar postponed, Madrid postponed, Tenerife postponed. Some of those games still have not been replayed. And then also the game against Bilbao was also postponed. So it's been a lot of games that have been missed out, Barcelona has a lot of games to make up for but on January 31st they did play in the the new quote Clásico against Real Madrid which I thought considering the fact that um, obviously the first time they met this season Barcelona won 4-0 4-1 what was it something like that and uh, Real Madrid has been playing quite well lately they're in the top three of the league I was quite impressed honestly with them and the way they're doing obviously they have completely changed the team. But um, when they met this time, I thought it was going to be a very tight game. But they played at the Estadio Johan Cruyff and Barcelona. Against Real Madrid, they definitely like to win. Winning 4-0. Again, they conceded a goal, but they haven't conceded more than one goal this season. Besides in penalties. But 4-0. Um, game from, First goal coming from, of course, who loves scoring against Real Madrid more than her? Alexia in the 14th minute, Jennifer Hermoso in the 23rd, Oshawala in the 37th, and Oshawala got her second goal in the 70th minute. 
and Real Madrid scored with a penalty in the 81st minute. So, and it became Alexia's 100th goal in the league with Barcelona. I mean, just a big confidence booster that win for Barcelona facing against one of the other teams that's doing really well in the league and just kind of showing their dominance and even more symbolic concerning the fact that it's against Real Madrid. I have no complaints. And on last Wednesday, Barcelona played second-placed Levante, which was a very close match. Levante caused a lot of danger in the first 15 minutes, but Barcelona, with their patient gameplay and the quality of course, Graham Hansen took home that win. Even though they were away from home, they still managed to score 3-0. And, I mean, shocker, shocker, Barcelona loves scoring goals. And even if you think, oh, this is a really close match, they might not win, or even by just one goal, Barcelona will catch you on the break and end up scoring with a good margin. Graham Hansen got her goal in the 36th and then in the 66th. And this was a game of sixes, apparently, because Jenny Ferramoso got the third in the 86th minute. And against Levante, who is in second place and a very tough team right now, a fantastic margin to win by. And now we're finally caught up. In their last game, Barcelona played against Logroño away from home. This was a game where they rested. Um... A lot of players. They had the lineup of Paños, Mapileon, Melanie, Vicky Lozada, Jenny Hermoso, Marta Torrejón, Kegraham Rawi, Aitana Bamati, Graham Hansen, Andrea Pereira, and Enrique Martins. Playing away from home, Logroño came very strong with a defensive play, but Barcelona was able to score and win 2 0. I mean, it's a solid, uh, it's a solid win away from home against a defensive team who's been doing pretty well in recent months. They've been to a lot of finals. But uh, it's good to see Vicky Lozada play. She scored the first goal in the 23rd with an assist from a fantastic assist from Jennifer Hermoso and Keira Hamrawi in the 55th with an assist and a head assist on, by Vicky Lozada. So it's good to see some players getting um, extra minutes, other players resting, Solid win. And now they can continue on. I mean, it's all about consistency. They're still undefeated in the league. They are leaders in the first division. And they have still... And they're leaders with three games less than the other teams. Because of all the COVID cases and games that have had to have been postponed. This is their 15th consecutive victory in the league this season which is a record for the team. So for the other games in match day 19 of 34, we're halfway there, folks. Real Betis beat Sporting Huelva 2-0. Rastasidad tied 1-1 with Madrid. They also got a red card in that game. Real Madrid beat Valencia 3-1. And in that match, Aslani got a hat trick. In the 67th, the 68th, and the 70th minute, all of a sudden, she came on. Just got a sudden burst of energy and completely changed the match. 
and then Valencia scored the long goal in the 71st minute, but a crazy match for Real Madrid. Atletico Madrid tied away from home with Tenerife 2-2. Raja Vallecano tied 1-1 with Levante. Excuse me. Atletico Bilbao. Atletico Bilbao beat Espanol 3-0 at home. Santa Teresa lost 3-0 versus Deportivo. And Sevilla beat Eibar 3-1. These standings are as such. Barcelona in first. 15 games, 15 wins. And 45 points. Levante in second, 18 games, 12 wins, 2 draws, 4 losses, and 38 points. So look at that advantage that Barcelona has. 15 games, 3 games less than Levante. And they, Barcelona has 45 points. If they were to play 3 games more, compared to Levante's 38 points, that advantage is, is a very nice margin. It's very nice to see. The fact that they can be 3 games behind and stop that advantage. We'll have to see it. Real Madrid has 17 games with 12 wins. They're in third place and they have 37 points. Atletico Madrid in fourth with 18 games and 35 points. The only other team that has as few games as Barcelona would be Tenerife in seventh with 16 matches. Or Sporting Huelva in 16th with 15 matches. Who are in the bottom three, which is Sporting Huelva. 15 Games, 11 points. Real Betis in 17th with 17. 17 games, but 10 points. And then Deportivo at the bottom of the table. 16 games, only 3 wins, and 10 points. So, we'll see. They've had a really rough season. We'll see how that can change. Someone who has been surprisingly, surprisingly gotten better compared to their last couple seasons is Espanol last season they were going to be relegated but because of the COVID situation they got very lucky and now they're not even in the bottom of the table so although they are Barcelona's rivals it is nice to see and looking at some stats top scorers currently in the league Esther Gonzalez for Levante she's been on fire this season 15 goals in second for Atletico Madrid, Ludmila has 10. And then we've got Asisat Oshawala and Jennifer Hermoso, both with 9 goals. And Aslani as well for Real Madrid, who has 9 goals as well. Um, For assists, I mean, it's mainly Barcelona. We've got Graham Hansen with 10. Aitana with 6. Mariona with 6. And then for Real Madrid, Sofia Jacobson with 6. And Dana for Atletico Madrid, who has 5. And Barcelona's next game in the league will be against Real Betis at home on February 10th. That is a Wednesday. Hopefully gets to be played and there's no situation. Because after that, Barcelona is going to Malaga to play the Queen's Cup final against Legroño on Saturday, February 13th at 5.30. Write that down. Um, yes, the Queen's Cup. Kind of a weird time to play it. It is what it is. It is weird times, but uh, it's another cup to win. And uh, yeah, he's like another trophy. Like I said, Logroño has been playing really well. They did just beat them 2-0. But this is a final. It's a completely different uh, mentality. But uh, hopefully Barcelona can take home another title.
Also, another historic feat in the Spanish division that there are now four women coaching uh, top division teams. This has never happened before. We always like to see women coaching teams in the first division. We have Maria Pray coaching Levante, who are second place. Natalia Arroyo with Real Sociedad. Jenny Benitez in Sporting Huelva. And Araya Eturegui with Atico Bilbao. Hopefully, there'll be many more women coaching in the future because there's something definitely necessary to help advance the game. And hopefully not just in Spain, but in even more divisions and leagues. So now let's look around Europe. Let's look at Italy. On January 10th, they played the final of the Italian Super Cup, Juventus versus Fiorentina, where Juventus just displayed once again their dominance at a national level. They beat Fiorentina 2-0 in what seemed like it would be a very close match, but Juventus just once again wants to show that they're on top and that they have such a top team. And then in the league, they continue to show it. They've played 13 games and they remain undefeated. They have 39 points. Um, in second place, Milan, who's been playing very well um, in women's and also in men's. I don't know what's going on with AC Milan, but they're doing very well. Uh, 13 games, only one loss. 36 points, only three points behind Juve. In third place, Asuolo with 28 points. Milan beat Verona 1-0. Sassuolo beat Empoli 3-0, and Juventus beat Inter 3-0. So, we'll see. Milan is quite close to Juventus, but Juventus is looking to keep going without a loss. Uh, We'll see the next time those two meet up, what will happen there, if they can snatch any points from the league leaders. And going... Nearby, going to France, we have PSG, who continues to be first in the league with 14 games. They have 40 points. They've only drawn once this season. They remain undefeated. Lyon, close by, though, in second place with 39 points. It's these two for the league. In third place, Bordeaux only has 26 points. So it's PSG and Lyon. I mean, I would love for PSG to continue on and take the league title. Uh, Lyon's won it so many times. It's nice to see a change. I think this is a really motivated PSG. But of course, Lyon is Lyon. And they will want to defend their title. But uh, it's going to be a really close one. They only have one point, different, one point difference. Um, Lyon lost 1-0 this season. But uh, they meet up again on match day 16 of 22. On March 13th, they will play in Lyon. Lyon PSG is going to be a fantastic match. We'll see. A lot can happen by March, but um, I think it'll be a pretty defining match. And looking to Germany, the top three teams in the league, Bayern Munich, Wolfsburg, and Hoffenheim, all got wins on last week's on last match day. Bayern Munich played Meppen and won 7-1. Wolfsburg beat Potsdam 3-2 with a one-player advantage as Potsdam 
uh, got a red card, was playing with 10 players, and Hoffenheim was playing in Hoffenheim beat Leverkusen 6-0. In the league table, Bayern Munich, after 13 games, they are also undefeated with, and they now have 39 points, Wolfsburg in second, 13 games, only 11 wins, what's well, so very impressive, but they only have 34 points, 5 points behind league leaders and Hoffenheim in third with 28 points. Bayern Munich definitely showing the season that they want to get back on top of the league, after Wolfsburg's shown some pretty strong dominance in the last couple of years. So, it's good to see some tough competition there. Still quite close, five points. We'll see what happens with the rest of the season. Also, when the Champions League comes, we'll see how that affects this duel that's happening here between Bayern Munich and Wolfsburg. And now going to England. Match date 14 of 22. Ashton Villa beat Tottenham 1-0. Manchester United lost to Reading 2-0. Chelsea lost to Brighton 2-1. Everton tied 1-1 with Birmingham City. Arsenal lost to Man City 2-1. And West Ham tied 1-1 with Bristol City. So an interesting match. An interesting weekday. Or match day for the big teams in the league. Uh, Kind of changed up the league table but Chelsea remains in first with 13 games and 32 points Manchester United in second with 14 games and 32 points so they're tied on points but Chelsea does have a one game advantage Manchester City is in third with 13 games and 32 points and 30 points I'm sorry and Arsenal in fourth with 12 games and 23 points so there's a bit of a difference between matches played so we'll see how that changes the league table because if some teams win all their matches that could definitely change who's on top but for the bottom three we have ashton villa west ham and bristol city they'll have 10 points or less ashton villa and west ham have both played 12 games and bristol city has played 13 so 13 games, 9 losses. It doesn't seem like it'll get much better for them unless they have some big changes coming soon. And looking at some stats, Miedema is leading the goal-scoring table with 12 goals. Samantha Kerr in second with 10 goals. Ellen White in third for Manchester City with 8 goals. For the assist, Chloe Kelly with Man City is leading with 8 assists. Katie McCabe for Arsenal with seven assists and Beth Med made with for Arsenal with six assists. So now to wrap it all up, Barcelona's next match, like I said before, will be against Real Betis in the league at the Johan Cruyff Stadium on Wednesday, February 10th. If all goes well, cross your fingers. Um, and then Barcelona will be playing Logroño in the Queen's Cup final, which will be Saturday, February 13th in Malaga at 5.30. Write it down. I believe Barcelona will take it home. Knock on wood. <laughs> I'm a bit superstitious with these things. But we'll see. Hopefully, 
I don't think it'll go to penalties, but if it does, hopefully Barcelona will come better prepared than their Spanish Super Cup match. That was not what we want to see, but hopefully it'll be unnecessary and Barcelona can take home the Queen's Cup trophy within 90 minutes. After that, they will get a bit of a break and will play against Santa Teresa on March 7th. I do believe there might be I do believe there's an international break, so they don't really won't really get a break because most players for Barcelona are on the Spanish national team or on other European teams. But it'll give them some time to rest. Hopefully. Probably not really. But you know what I mean, to change up the energy. Um so thank you so much for listening. If you want to talk about anything, but mainly football. Um, hit me up on Twitter at NatalieBrezzi underscore or on Instagram at WofoFC. Once again, thank you so much for listening and tune in next time for another new episode. Thank you so much. Goodbye.